Hey, you're listening to the Drifters Podcast. My name is King Coy, and I'll be talking to the creatives of the music industry about their process, experiences, and what they're currently up to. Enjoy. This is the Drifters Podcast. I'm King Coy, and we're joined by John. He's from Oslo. Uh, I've known him for over a year now. So, John, how's Oslo? How's your weekend? Thank you, Will. Uh, totally awesome, uh, yeah. except of this uh, corona pandemic, of course. But Obviously. Otherwise, awesome. Thank yeah, you. do you anything interesting? Um, it's a lot of production these days. Um, yeah, and I enjoy every bit of it, doing... Um, um some different kind of stuff and yeah i really enjoy doing more than just one thing i think yeah okay so i think just get to know you better um <laughs> let's go back to when you were a young john a young boy like whereabouts yeah. in norway you're originally from because it's not it wasn't oslo originally was it yeah for sure it's a small town not too far from oslo like uh, like maybe uh, an hour from oslo yeah. And um, yeah, I grew up there, had two siblings and a really nice family. Um, I did uh, a lot of football when I was younger. Um, yeah, a lot of regular stuff, I guess, hanging out with friends, enjoying yeah. good movies. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you enjoy school? Was that something you were good at or were you more, more uh, reckless? I, I really love being at school. But I don't think I um, did any sort of got any awesome grades or something. I know for sure that I didn't get any <laughs> awesome grades. <laughs> so uh, I always like enjoyed school for as a social place, yeah. um, and that's what sort of uh, school was for me. I think. But yeah, I made it made it through in a good way. Yeah, so it's well, thankfully the music industry really doesn't need good grades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully. <laughs> Um, so like, with your family and stuff, was there a musical influence there or is it something you grew into yourself? I think uh, when I think back on it, I think it really was, but not in a uh, traditional way with a, uh, some classic piano or that they like, work with music or anything related to that. We have uh, still the same piano we had back then and it's a really cheap uh, sort of uh what do you call it this is almost like a midi piano but yeah like an upright thing um yeah i did some playing on that here and there and uh i remember my dad always told me like don't you want to start playing piano do 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 um and i really hated playing piano because nobody of my friends did it and it was yeah. like yeah, going to something boring i thought <laughs> So and I was so into football at that time, yeah. So or or soccer. So um, it yeah it was never on my mind doing music. But I think the fact that we had the piano and that my parents listened to a lot of CDs back then was a bigger influence than I thought. Yeah, like what was it like the music been you've been listening to back then? Because obviously, like being in Norway, is it completely different? I don't think so. We had a lot of this absolute music stuff. Oh, yeah. This uh, oh, yeah, it was a couple of other ones as well, but it gave me like a 
decent influence on pop music in general, like all uh, Robbie Williams was some oh. of it. <laughs> Aqua was a thing back yeah. then. Um, Toy Box, uh, I think. Um, yeah, a lot of um, yeah pop in the nineties. Oh, that's good type of music. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I really loved it, and I I remember slightly that I had a lot of these CDs and yeah, my own CD player in my room. And I, uh, sang along to the songs, not knowing a word, but yeah. thinking that I did. Yeah. The classic. Yeah. So like, when did you first really get into music and music production? When was that lean made? Ah, uh, that was really late. I think, uh, because I didn't do any music until, um, some of my friends showed me like FL studio I think I was maybe 16 or something, 17. Yeah, and then yeah. I did just a bit of music, watched them produce and stuff. Um, yeah, took some years. Yeah, so like, what were you doing before that? Because I know you DJ. Like, were you DJing before you really got into production? Yeah, for sure. I started DJing when I was maybe 17 or something, 16. And uh, that really took me into thinking about production and the fact that you can also create what you play and stuff. Yeah. So I really, that's, I think that's more where it started for me. Yeah. So have you always been in like the same door? Cause it's, is it Reaper reason? Cube, no, Cubase, it's Cubase you use, isn't it? For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's Cubase. <laughs> have you always been a Cubase user? Yeah. I started um, downloading FL Studio, didn't figure out how to use that. <laughs> at all um and when i went to my first like music production school in oslo before limpy i uh, they used cubase and i yeah. just went with it uh, i i'm not a guy that actually is that of a fast learner when it comes to like technical stuff and dos and all of this so i just found out that when i cracked the code on using cubase it's what i should use for a yeah. long time yeah. do you think you'd ever change because um Obviously, we've had a lot of pressure to go to Pro Tools from certain people. For sure, um, for sure. Would you ever make the switch to Pro Tools or Logic? No, I don't think I ever will switch to Pro Tools because that's really like Excel for me. It's so demotivating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe if I ever switch uh, with the options there is now, I would maybe do um, Logic. Yeah. Yeah, Logic. It's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously we met at Limpy for those who don't know um, Limpy is a music school in Norway um, what were your thoughts on Limpy and your time there? Oh I really enjoyed Limpy it was also high uh, output high pressure high everything I think um, so my thoughts is uh, I actually think of it a bit like being in the military because in Norway you have this uh, one-year military service yeah. thing when you're yeah. 18. Um, and it's also like a thing that you maybe don't do twice in a way, but when you've done it, it's really awesome and you are really grateful for it. It's not that it was a bad experience at all. It was just, it took a toll on you or it's, yeah, high demanding. So really awesome. Yeah. Um, so if you hadn't have gotten into music, like you've mentioned about being a footballer, like is that what, what you would have done or is there something else that you, you'd want to do or what would you have ended up doing? Ooh, great question. I, um, yeah, I really like 
to football for a long time. And then I think, I actually think I did more football than all of my friends yeah. also played football. Like I overdid football for me. So I got really tired of it and started doing lifting weights with some of my buddy, buddies really early um, when that became a thing. Um, and um, But if I, should, if I would have been anything besides... Uh, music producer i am really i really think i would be an architect yeah yeah i really love yeah architecture and uh yeah just uh great uh buildings and uh the great design yeah to be fair like your studio that you're in now like that's an insane interior design it's such a good <laughs> vibe in there I like, oh, appreciate it. Thank we'll, you. We'll put some pictures on like Instagram and stuff so people can see it. Like it is insane. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks. Hey, you're listening to the Driftless Podcast. Let's get back into that. Um, so obviously now we've finished Limpy. Um, you're back in Oslo. And you set up Simply Music Oslo with two other producers from Olympia. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about that, explain what it is, what you do? Absolutely. It's uh, really awesome being with these two other fellow producers. Um, it's, um, I think it's a bit difficult to explain where it is, but it's really, it's really uh, close to downtown Oslo. Um, and... Um, Say the question again. <laughs> <laughs> like, just what what is simply music? I was like, what what are you doing there? What's the purpose? Ah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's actually the three of us doing our own thing, but still sharing like the the good space uh, and um, the awesome fact that you can just knock on the neighbor door and ask for a producer yeah. tip when you're struggling with something. Yeah. Well. Like, it's called Simply Music Oslo. Does that mean there's going to be a Simply Music LA, Simply Music London, <laughs> Simply Music Sydney? Is this is this going to be a uh, franchise? I think if you were an investor, maybe I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was only because Simply Music is also something totally different, I think. Oh. It's another <laughs> brand, so uh, it was taken. Oh. Uh, and it explains still that it's... It's in Oslo. It's in Oslo. Obviously. There's no forgetting where it is. Yeah. <laughs> it so works. what what's like sort of the day to day life or like the week like there? It's uh, quite uh, similar to Limpy actually. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, we do it like a to- like every other job. Come in uh, at a decent time, work there average hours and if the project we're working on mm, demands it we'll stay for longer yeah yeah. and in what we do we have a lot of sessions uh but for me i actually don't have that much sessions especially now obviously yeah but uh, also in general i don't have um as many sessions as i can because i do other stuff as well so i try to combine and do the things that i feel the most for um like every week in a way yeah that's cool it's like i can't wait to come visit you all out there and see that setup i mean i've I've seen the room i've seen and heard the rumors of it's like waffles friday or so waffles saturday 
Yeah, for sure. Waffle Friday. Yeah. That's what a studio needs. (laughs) Absolutely. Like good routines and awesome hangouts. Yeah. Um, So, like, obviously, you're making music all the time. Is what we all do. Like, what's in your playlist at the moment? What have you been listening to? Ooh, what I've been listening to. I do listen to a lot because I don't think that, um, uh, like everybody else, I have had times throughout my life where I have like this um, almost like stages where I listen to a lot of uh, EDM in a period and some future bass or whatever yeah. and some maybe some uh, whatever genre. But it's not that way anymore because... Now I have more like um, in the morning, I listen to a really calm, chill playlist, which I like created myself and put a lot of time and effort into making that a good um, dynamic playlist. And I also have like other playlists for the rest of the day. So for uh, the evening, for my dinner, I have like Italian, oh. almost like uh, classic music <laughs> that I listen to. Uh, obviously, I have a workout playlist. Yeah, you can just think of every part of the day that you do different stuff. I every make... part of your day, you have a playlist for it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, sure there's some interesting ones then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so... It's going to be obviously quite a crazy year still with everything that's going on with the pandemic. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Um, I like to think that I'm really lucky being a producer and all the stuff we can do like on our own. So I will um, most likely focus down on doing more of the things that I can do uh, and get the most output of on my own. And I will do um, sessions like I have, but maybe not focus too much on them until it's like back up again, this things. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So obviously how it's quite hard to have sessions at the moment, writing with people in the room. How have you found doing like Zoom sessions? Have you been doing Zoom sessions? Uh, barely I've tried it like once or twice uh, I don't like it at all no yeah I don't I don't I think uh, uh, it's mainly because I'm uh, I feel that I'm a people's person and when I am in the room yeah. that's when I read people the best yeah so and I don't necessarily like to take um, like command and like um, do things that it's maybe the best when you have a Zoom, like yeah. quick conclusions and stuff. So yeah, it doesn't work perfectly for me, yeah. but um, a session now and then it's yeah much better. Yeah, I think it's so like when you're doing a Zoom session, it's so hard to sort of step out of the session when you need to like just take a minute, mm-hmm. or if you want like just do something other than like be making music because it feels like you're so like on a schedule to be doing something. Yeah. I feel it's quite constrictive and you don't really get necessarily such a free-flowing or open-flowing session. Wow, you're still listening to the Drifters podcast. Let's get back into it. What would be like your ideal sort of 
like collab with like a writer or a producer like who would you want to have do something with mm, i um, think i would love to work actually with a couple of norwegian ones yeah and um just people i want to see how people that inspires me work yeah so so i actually don't maybe want sessions just to do a great song but also to watch the creation watch of a good song yeah, yeah f- something like that that would be awesome be, like be part of a good session uh but not necessarily that uh that i am the main producer or anything yeah that, yeah. that would be really cool i always right think now. it'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall on some of those sessions with people and see like what they're really like in the room and how it flows yeah for sure yeah you so, can learn so much from that that would be awesome. Except for that, I think um, I, I actually love having a session with people that I haven't heard too much about, or like that it's new to me, and I have um, and I have a prediction of them being at a certain level. And they and when we have a session, they yeah. they like um, impresses me. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So sort of sort of self-discover a new artist yeah it's something yeah. i enjoy definitely it's always nice when you get to meet sort of new people through sessions and see and discover them it's like and you go oh, wow i love this person's music mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so obviously you, you've been doing your djing and stuff like you, you've done a guest mix already for driftless like are you still doing shows is that possible in norway at the moment no, it's not possible, and it hasn't been for a year now. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm really waiting for it to to open back up again. Um, yeah. And I'm so like ready to do more gigs now. Yeah. And than earlier, because it was so nice to do it, or like uh, combine it with music and production and do a, like a fifty-fifty split. Yeah. Last year, but now I really want to do more DJing actually. Yeah try to establish uh, some really nice venues or at least maybe a residency at the place yeah. maybe here in Oslo. Yeah, it was, it was quite gutted that I never got to see you play last year. Yeah, uh, you should. Yeah. Yes, there's expensive trains down to Oslo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll combine that with your visit. Yes, we'll have to do that. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what can you tell us about the guest mix that's coming out this month? Um, I don't know what stage you're at with it, but is it going to be a similar vibe to the last one? I don't know. It's not. This is, this is going to be a bit of a more down-tempo vibe, I think. Yeah. And um, just to show some um, different sides, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward to that because I remember yeah. your, your mix last year. It was fun. It was some good throwbacks in there, yeah. good feels, good vibes throughout the whole thing. Great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to do um, like more of a not too many. Um, like sometimes when I DJ, I like to play songs that isn't like radio aired songs. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy like making a really, really um, sort of a tight set with those type of songs. I think that will be where, uh, what I'm going to do for this one. Yeah, I think you've got a really good song craft and you pick songs so well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. If you could give like some production tips, like what are your little things that you love doing or going to? Um, like I know about some people have like the reversing stuff, so always they go to little EQ things. What 
what are some of your go-to things or little tips? Like my go-to, that must be, I do actually work really much around uh, samples and chopping them up. It is my go-to. Yeah. Because uh, I don't play keys. I don't play guitar. Um, so that's my go-to often. And uh, just chopping them up and trying a lot of um, uh, different like reverbs or effects and uh, combining at least. I like to think of it as combining three layers, uh, one covering like the low end, one yeah. covering the mid and a third were yeah. covering the highs. So, and, and often that's the three, three things is enough for me to get like a solid vibe going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and then I have it and I, I'm also a huge fan of things that I uh, see as air candy, small yeah. vocal chops uh, or like uh, things from the lead melody uh, that you like fill in throughout the production what's really sellable back in the mix or yeah stuff like that uh, like talking about effects like your some of your vocal effects and like vocoder stuff that is some of the best vocoding i it's like oh it's always so good and it always feels so perfect like Ooh, is that just you. your like natural talent at vocoding or is it just a true trial and error to get that sound how you want it Oh, thank you so much. It's uh, no, absolutely not. I do use this plugin called VocalSynth uh, 2, I think, and uh, it's really good. I obviously have made uh, some presets myself in there, uh, tweaked on those you can find easily. Um, yeah, and just try to get the best out of those. And I also do like a separate track with just 100%. Um, vocoder for those who do like vocoder on the main yeah. vocal and then like mix it in like yeah. you know, just the wet signal so I think that's key to have to have that one I also do a lot of distortion and auto-tune on top yeah. of that again yeah it's the, you double auto-tune isn't that the trick <laughs> yeah that's a joke, <laughs> joke we have going like if it doesn't sound like tight enough you, you use just two, do- two auto-tune yeah <laughs> Then it's then it won't punch through. <laughs> yes, I always had like whenever um like I'm recording melodies in it myself, I was like ah, this needs two auto tunes to get me in tune. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, like I was doing a track this week, and I was like ah, oh, this needs some this needs some vocoder. Damn it, I wish I was John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vocoder is so good. It's um I really love using vocoder for subtle effects, but also for like more um classic vocoder things when it's really present and stuff yeah hey you're listening to the driftless podcast let's get back into that have you um got any songs of your own coming out soon or anything you've produced for others coming out soon or it's come out recently yeah, for sure. I'm doing some cool projects with uh, Alma. Yeah. She, um, she went to um, this MGP this weekend, actually. Yes, the Euro- Norwegian Eurovision. Yeah, yeah Eurovision, Eurovision. What? Oh, yeah. shit, I'm so bad. Yeah, for sure. Eurovision, of course. Yeah, that's awesome. Doing uh, some cool stuff with her. Really looking forward to see how that turns out. Um, and I do... I've actually, since... 
since we left Limpy, I've, I've sort of separated a lot of the things that I like to do into different projects. Yeah. Sounds maybe obvious, but sometimes, or like often I feel that producers and sessions and everything, there's a lot of good songs or ideas uh, or and even complete songs that get thrown away because yeah. it doesn't fit the project or fit the... Uh, artist or whatever yeah. well we can just uh, look at our like look at our orderly accounts between everyone from Olympia yeah, last sure. year how like, many songs must be on there oh. that won't ever have anything done to them exactly exactly like 100 songs and you use two of them and you, you yeah. like s- says that that's cool to have like so much uh, produced and just like the perfect things get chosen yeah I, I see that but I also think that there's a lot of potential in those songs that don't get used yeah um so a lot of my like the time and project that i've done since limpy is about just uh, just that making the best out of the songs that i really like that i have yeah definitely like because uh do you remember we got given that um pack of acapellas mm-hmm. so i think every week i go in there find something and just try and make something from a part of it. Because there's so many good ideas. Or like go through my, my orderly account and just find acapellas. Yeah. It's it's a kind of a shame how many of those get kind of like left on the side that aren't going to be used. Yeah, it absolutely is. So and it's something I totally agree that it's it's really necessary to find the perfect song for the artist and for the project to yeah. like fit the profile and everything. But it doesn't cost much these days to like make a new project by yourself and call it something, something, and yeah. post a song if you like the song. Yeah, it's super simple. Especially like um, just use DistroKid; it's super cheap. It's yeah, straight up sure. there. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's like something I uh, not focus on, but like try to make the best out of. Yeah. Do you um do you think we'll stay in Norway for the foreseeable future, or do you, are you planning on moving around? Uh, I really enjoy Norway, yeah. and um, I find it easier for me to to start uh, projects or like get into stuff quicker than if I would have been like in another country. I think yeah. so um, for my creativity purpose i think it's best to be in norway actually and i really of course enjoy it yeah do you um have any sort of like favorite riders or anyone you love being in sessions with <sighs> i re- i enjoy everyone that yeah. i that i go into a session with yeah uh, and if if i don't necessarily uh see their work as as a great fit to what I do, I actually don't take the session. Yeah. I think it's that easy. So, and every session is obviously different, and sometimes it turns out really shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make like the total impression of the rider and stuff any worse for me. I try to focus on like the person and the yeah. connection we got, and then, yeah, those things. Yeah, like I've, I've had it before where like maybe halfway through a session or like the day after I'm going like, I should have said no to that session. If, like, I think it that's wasn't important. probably right for me, yeah. Yeah, it is because you make like a fake wall and you uh, it doesn't serve any special good stuff, I yeah. think, in the, long, in the long run at least. 
yeah, it's, like, it's hard in the moment sometimes to say no because I think you just want to be having sessions doing stuff because you don't know what's going to lead to what. But yeah, saying, yeah, saying no to sessions when it's not right is important. Yeah. Well, this has been a really fun interview. I've loved having you on, catching up. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Have you Absolutely. got any it's been last awesome. words you'd like to say to people? Anything you want to promote? <sighs> um, well, if you are like a producer and listening to this um i think i would have liked to to be told myself at least when i started or was like earlier in my uh, call it career i think i would have um really enjoyed somebody telling me uh, that it takes a lot of time often um and also that you should try to if you ever struggle with choosing uh, where to like go next, should I do like the pop thing? Should I do um, EDM? Should I? You, sh- you should always go like where your uh, creativity flows yeah. the best. I think. Yeah. I think you should go everywhere because it's really interesting. Like, if we take the example of like Skrillex, obviously with what he started out of like in um, the, the rock band ended up being, like, the, the dubstep producer. And then he goes on and does, like, his hits with Justin Bieber and is, like, producing so many other artists now. I think it's really, you just got to go and do sort of everything and see where you sort of stick and see what what's best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a great example. Yeah. Skrillex, my boy. Yeah, it's been great being here, for sure. <laughs> yeah, awesome. thank you. So... Uh, that's been the first episode of Driftless on the podcast here. Next month, we've got a guest coming from Canada. We're going international even more of this, even further afield than Norway. Um, so, yep, yeah, thank you again, and we'll see you next month. All right, see you, Will. Thank you for listening to the Driftless podcast. Till next time, goodbye.